time for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. Nylander back to the blue line to Marner, and a shot scores! Hyman was in front of the net. It may have gone off him, but a wrist shot from well out from Mitch Marner. And is it Tavares, maybe, who was in front of the I'm with you. I thought it was Hyman in front. But Tavares is the first one to head to the Leaf bench for the high fives. He said it only takes a split second. You're right. Hyman's there, but it was Tavares. Further who, out. Uh, yeah, redirects yeah. it right before it got to Zach Hyman. What a night for Johnny Toronto. No Matthews, no Thornton, no problem. Leafs return serve with a 4-2 win here over Edmonton. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic soon to be with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along on Twitter. Many thanks to Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado for their hard work behind the scenes. And about 30 from now, by the way, Leafs reporter for the Toronto Sun, Lance Hornby, will drop by. We'll guess uh, we'll get his thoughts on the on this victory for the Maple Leafs and a lot of positives to pull from this game. Um, you know, certainly a lot of conversation the last couple of days with uh, you know the Austin Matthews situation didn't play in this game. They're calling it day to day at this point in time. And again, Joe Thornton will miss at least the next month due to a rib injury. But you can't say enough great things about the captain John Tavares. I thought he was tremendous in this game. Uh, scores the game winning goal, and that's a prevailing story early on in the season. Granted, we're only a couple games in here. Uh, Toronto's potent power play. It's, I feel like we've been waiting for this power play for years, and now suddenly here it is in an important time. Toronto has scored 18 goals, and eight of which have come via the power play. And on top of that conversation, four of those eight power play goals have come from the captain, John Tavares, and maybe none bigger than the goal he scores here in the third period against Edmonton, especially the way the third period starts. McDavid just pulls off you know, a, a Connor McDavid-type play to tie hockey game. Again, it's the same old story again for the Edmonton Oilers. They're big boys. It's just always them or it's nobody. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl will score shorthanded. Connor McDavid ties it up early in the third period. But again, uh, the decisive game-winning goal in this game comes off a great tip. Vintage John Tavares tip on the power play. Again, his fourth goal of the season, all of which came via the power play. And the Maple Leafs won it 4-2, the final here against the Edmonton Oilers as they get set to head out west. It's Nick Alberga. And again, soon to be joined, hopefully, by Gord Stellick here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan. You can follow on Twitter with your thoughts at the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stellick in this uh, impressive 4-2 win. Again, returning serve against the Edmonton Oilers after whatever that was the other night. Just a very difficult game to watch. I can report. And for those of you who listened and, and watched this game, much different style, uh, a bit more open, uh, which was great to see. And, uh, you know, fascinating as well, the good, the bad, the ugly from William Nylander. And I think we just have to be thankful that Sheldon Keefe didn't go full torts on uh, Willie Nylander, if you know what I'm saying, because a, a heinous giveaway. Um, and granted, it wasn't a great pass that Morgan Riley put, you know, Nylander in said position, but uh, they didn't go torts on him. He gave him some rain and Nylander... Uh, Certainly atoned for that. Uh, number one, you know, first and foremost, a phenomenal pass uh, to feed Jimmy VC in the second period, leading to a goal. And uh, I thought Nylander got better as this game went on. Uh, clearly not a good start for him. 
but that's what you're going to pretty much get at this point in time of William Nylander's career is sort of the good, the bad, the ugly. And I thought for the most part, uh, he, he was really, really good in this game, especially in the second half of this game. And certainly that was a story. Nylander, the way he played in this one, he had two assists. Mitch Marner had one and one the empty netter with like 0.4 remaining again. The over-under in this game was set at six, and it hit six right on, and that's because Marner scored with 0.4 remaining on the clock. And, uh, of course, Sean Tavares. Uh, but out of all those conversations, I think the biggest positive to gain from this 4-2 win against the Edmonton Oilers was the play of Freddie Anderson. Uh, I, you know, At least in my opinion, the best game we've seen from Frederick Anderson so far this season. I, I thought he made some big-time stops, especially in the first period where Toronto seemingly were on their heels early on. And I think it gave Toronto momentum knowing they had their backstopper. And it was sort of one of the performances we've been accustomed to seeing in the past from Freddie Anderson. I thought he was dialed in really, really quiet. And it's great to see, you know, given whatever transpired in the first couple games of the season, Montreal, Ottawa, he just didn't look right. Again, this is a theme for Frederick Anderson throughout his Maple Leafs career. Tough starts. Uh, but I think he has re- really battled back and say even the last week. And I think this is more the Frederick Anderson lease fans and lease management and everybody involved in this organization is hoping for going forward this season. I thought obviously is a big reason why the Maple Leafs uh, come away with a, a 4-2 win tonight. 30 saves for Frederick Anderson on 32 shots. And again, special teams, such a big time impact in this hockey game. Uh, Edmonton 0 for 2, Toronto 2 for 2. And again, they have been so potent um, on the power play. On top of that, again, you know, big, big conversation the last couple of days, and, and understandably so with the injury news, was again, Austin Matthews not playing in this game, and number two, Joe Thornton. So what would Toronto do in terms of lineup changes, right? They've been going 11-7. and seven. This time around, they go the conventional 12-6. and six. Barabanov comes back into the lineup. And how about the string pulled? Adam Brooks uh, makes his uh, season debut and promptly scores his first NHL goal. Doesn't matter how you score it. It's that you score it. And uh, off his skate, He'll certainly take it. Um, again, much different than the one Dylan Cousins scored tonight for his first NHL goal for the Buffalo Sabres, but it was a pivotal goal in this hockey game. And uh, uh, full congratulations to uh, Brooks for scoring his first NHL goal there. And again, Toronto's power play has been uh, outstanding as it's Nick Alberga here. Now happy to be joined by Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame. Gord, the first couple of minutes, I've just been you know, singing the praise of Willie Nylander. They gave him some rope in this game. Not a good start for him. And I think John Tavares, I think you probably agree, was outstanding in this one tonight. How's it going? Yeah, it's good. Sorry, in COVID era, though, I went out and tried to shut. It's easy to shut down an intersection, but there's no cars. I got a little excited about the lights. <laughs> I was kind of down there on Avenue Road, but there's no cars anyway. So getting a little ahead of myself. But I, I, I hear what you had to say. And uh, I, I think uh, I 100% agree about John Tavares. But the big one was, and I wonder if Jack Campbell starts Sunday or not. You know, we sort of kidded about would 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 Freddie have started that game against Winnipeg? And I didn't know when Jack Campbell's next start was going to be or not. But I thought tonight, wow, like Freddie Freddie made some big saves early, and, and that was really huge. It, it, it was a better game than Wednesday. I don't, I don't know what we're still expecting, Nick. Are we still are we expecting like the best of all games? Maybe it's unfair. Like we kind of thought <laughs> Toronto would, Edmonton would, so we we still didn't see that tonight. But I, I thought in that case, two guys, and you mentioned it, Tavares, but also Freddie early on were huge tonight. And Gord, I don't know about you, but the more I watch Zach Hyman, the more this guy impresses me. I, I thought he really hounded the puck all night long again. And again, we, we've seen this from time to time. When, when he is elevated in the lineup, he seems to step up. Granted, I mean, it's been the same old Hyman even on the third line role this year. But again, no Matthews, no Thornton. 
no doubt about it. Hyman's going to be a fixture in the top six for at least the next month with with Joe Thornton out of this lineup. I, I thought he was really, really good again tonight. And, uh, you know, also on, on that note, too, the, the Nylander-Kerfoot-VC line, uh, in normal times, especially with Matthews in the lineup, we'd probably never see that configuration. But I thought they had some spark tonight, too. What do you think? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, you know, I, I didn't want Brooks or Engvall or those guys getting in due to injury. I, I like the 12 and 6 better than the 11 and 7. But it's funny, you're, you're the king of social media. You're really good on social media. But I, so I try. And, and what I said the other day was uh, like, uh, here we are. And because it was talking about, OK, if you're if you're moving the lines around, where does Zach Hyman go? And I said, I, Zach Hyman, to me, can play any position any line and if you need a goaltender he'll go and goal like I, I, I honestly like he he has been the most consistent mm-hmm. guy throughout this season you and I both talked about that and 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 tonight when you got a few guys out of the lineup you really saw that I I, I just just and I, we keep talking about comparing him to say Sean Couturier about being a really really strong guy that worked on defense because he was not a first round pick or anything close to a first round pick which Couturier was and then all of a sudden I said, you know, I got to try the offensive thing a little bit, and 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 wow, <laughs> it, the last couple of years, like like it's 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 really worked out that way. And again, he had one of those games, Nick, tonight. Really has been the pulse of the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially the last couple of years. Even last year, from an offensive standpoint, really stepping up at twenty-one goals in fifty-one games. Again, this is a contract year for Zach Hyman, and again, I think. Uh, far and away, he's been Toronto's most consistent player, as you just mentioned. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. A 4-2 win uh, against the Edmonton Oilers, round 2 of 9 in this battle. Um, I talked about it earlier before you hopped on here, Gord. The power play, to me, has been a, a huge story early on. It, it seems like we've been waiting for this type of power play since John Tavares signed. And it's sort of intriguing because no Austin Matthews, no Thornton tonight. And they kept humming right along, 2-for-2 two two on the PP now eight for eighteen on the season on the power play. Uh, I, I think teams better get the message, or they're going to be in trouble, right? Yeah, and that was kind of there weren't a lot of power plays on Wednesday, and the power play uh, on Wednesday that was part of what befuddled us. Nick was about the overpassing, mm-hmm. the overpassing, and the non-effectiveness. So tonight, first you you give up that what you don't like to give up the shorthanded goal, which is such a momentum usual and you know boost for a team that gets it but then you score on the power play right after that so uh even though i don't, I don't know how many times brooks has been on a power play but uh you know on that one and uh yeah i mean i mean like i love the winnipeg game that one power play where the leap toronto maple Leafs had nine scoring chances which you didn't see in the two games against edmonton these kind of scoring chances and Tavares scored at the final one but that that's how much they dominated that particular power play yeah, and, and you know, speaking of the power play too, I think the depth scoring has been something we've talked about almost ad nauseum early on this season. It's one thing to suggest the big boys will be there at the end of the day. John Tavares is fourth of the season. Mitch Marner, one and one. Nylander, two assists. No Austin Matthews in this game. You need your depth guys to step up. And uh, even on the VC goal, and full credit to our producer, Sam McKee, for picking this up, posting it on social media. But a really, really strong pitch by Travis Dermott uh, leads to the giveaway, which gets the puck to Kerfoot's stick. Uh, to Nylander, the patience of mind to to feed Jimmy VC, and I don't know if you saw this new nickname on social media, Jimmy Greasy. That was a big time goal, Gordo. You need those type of goals. You need to find ways to win these type of hockey games. So watching, I had a lot of positive vibes after this hockey game. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam. He was on top of it that way. About I mm. saw a number of his posts that which which was great to see. And uh, um, we've been hard on Jimmy VC. About just and and I think a lot of ways he's been trying real hard. So the too many men on the ice penalty, 
one early on, and then last week the unfortunate kind of own goal or last game when he banked it off Jake Muzzin's uh, skate. So, you know, in some ways, and, and we talked about it when they were 11-7 and seven and you got Lettinen in the lineup, you don't play him a heck of a lot. Well, now because the forwards, you've got a couple of injuries, significant injuries, then all of a sudden you've got no choice but to play some guys. And and, and, and I agree. I thought I thought there was a level for, and Kerfoot's another guy. I thought tonight was a level of being more comfortable for those guys. And again, plenty ahead here on Leafs Nation post game later on in about a half an hour or so. Lance Hornby of the Toronto Sun will drop by after this four uh, two win. Again, the Maple Leafs heading out west, starting with a a, a, a rare matinee uh, affair in Alberta against the Calgary Flames coming up on Sunday. Gord, I had to check that Calgary was still in the NHL. Do you know they haven't played since last Monday? Jeez, you know the sca- okay, yeah. Well, tonight we're, we'll talk later the outtown scoreboard. Dallas Stars their first game where Vancouver mm-hmm. played about six. So. Yeah, and 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 the and these are kind of these mini gaps that they're. I think part of it is buffer motivated. zones. Yeah, well, buffer zones. Yeah. If you have to, and Carolina's going to have to do it. Uh, you know, throw games in that way. So, you know, it was funny because the game Wednesday, Nick. I'm I'm using Toronto Edmonton as an example. Then people start talking about the McTire and they go, "Are we going through this crap again? Like, <laughs> like, like, are you, are we going through this? Stuff? Yeah, you're right. Like, first of all, the the like they're they're playing like two games in a city. You know, and, and they go back to the hotel. They go to bed. They have their milk and cookies. Go to bed, except Washington. You know, yeah, and, I was gonna say. So, so <laughs> like, I mean, so like, let's not get all embroiled in that kind of stuff. The 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 bottom line is yeah. Calgary. Calgary just ran roughshod through Vancouver. And Vancouver is a team tomorrow that that's going to be a real interesting game. That they they you're, you wonder what they're all about. Uh, they got they got lucky that Myers didn't get suspended. Edler's hurt, mm-hmm. Hammonick got on the IR, so they got a lot of issues that way. So, yeah, Cal- Calgary hasn't played in a few days, and, and there's going to be all these quirky things for every team throughout the schedule. And again, we'll have that game coming uh, for you on Sunday afternoon, starting with Leafs Nation pregame right here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan at 3.30 local time. So do not forget the the early start time there against the Calgary Flames. And no doubt that's going to be a key for me going into that game is jump on Calgary. They haven't played since last Monday a 5-2 win against the Vancouver Canucks, almost a week between games. Uh, the Maple Leafs, while they, they might not be the fresher team, certainly have had way more volume in terms of activity the last couple of games. And normally when we see teams return to play, um, you know that they don't have their best out of the gates. So no doubt the, a, a hot start is going to be imperative for the Maple Leafs to keep this thing going. But I think given everything we saw the other night and provided the news the last couple of days, I, I just think to come away with a victory, to scratch and claw your way to a victory, um, I think tonight was a perfect illustration, Gord, of why you know John Tavares signed with this team and the expectation for John Tavares that sometimes you need to step up. He doesn't need to be the guy here anymore, clearly with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner here. But the fact that he has the ability to play these type of games, I just think is so big to Toronto's benefit, uh, not only from a matchup standpoint, but again, when the games get much more important later on this year. Yeah, and, and that's where I, we're not going to re- revisit the whole contract situation, but... Nick, to be honest, two and a half years ago, John Tavares was the guy because, man, he incurred the wrath of New York Islander fans, came to Toronto, came to the hometown, and, you know, we weren't even expecting. We thought there was a better chance with Steven Stamkos two two years earlier. So mm-hmm. he came and he was the guy. And, okay, hindsight's twenty twenty, but that's when they should have hit on Matthews and Marner right then because Tavares was the guy, but the season started, and 10 games in, the rock stars were Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Right. So it kind of went back to that. Mm-hmm. Like it was great. He came, but those are the guys you drafted and came. So uh, I, after an indifferent year last year, to put it, be polite for John Tavares, uh, 
he's he's come up big in certain games. You're right about that. He's come up big with Austin Matthews out. Uh, I have no idea how long that's going to be, but it was one game anyway. Uh, you needed him come come up bigger, and he did tonight. And I mean, this guy's a great player. Like 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 this guy's. I used to love when you're he right. came with it when he came with the New York Islanders. He he doesn't skate a thousand miles an hour, but he's so smart. He's in the greasy area. He's positioned well. All these kind of things and. You know, when he then it's funny, I don't think he ever played with somebody as good as Mitch Marner. So the first year they had this kind of one two tandem, but now it's kind of getting back to saying, I'm appreciating what John Tavares is all about. No doubt about that. And, and you know, pivoting the conversation too. Uh, again, the injuries are a big topic of conversation. And fingers crossed, Austin Matthews can return uh, rather quickly. I don't know if you saw it on the uh, game on TV tonight. The uh, Louis Vuitton scarf, I believe he was wearing. Um, well put together, Austin Matthews, uh, great sense of style uh, sitting in the arena. So I guess that's good news. Uh, but Barabanov, Gord, where are we at in that conversation? I'll be honest, like I really haven't noticed this guy at all. Like when do they move on? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. It's, it's, it's kind of early. I know, early. I know. But yeah. it's like, can't you, can't you give some other guys looks? Well, can you it's, conceivably? Uh, as I say, I still love... Uh, your predecessor, Mark Savard, talking about Ozaganov being Ozaganov, <laughs> right? And, and, that, and that was that was one of those failed attempts about bringing one of these uh, hopeful Russian prospects, uh, yeah, <laughs> Russian prospects over that. Um, before I talk about Barabanov, uh, Mikheyev, best game this year, like that. Like, oh, I, he's I, great. Like, like he's yeah. the real deal. He's the real deal. And and you know, it was such a significant injury and all that that. I think he's been a little slow coming back both in the bubble and this year. So um, that's a guy we both agree on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is a Barabanov? Like, I don't know. Like, okay, what is a Barabanov? What's an Engvall? What's a Brooks? What's a whatever? Like, we're, we're, we're going to be uh, throwing these kind of things out there right now with, with Thornton, Nick Robertson out. Uh, does Austin Matthews miss any games or not? Any more games or not? Don't know. But all of a sudden, we're going to find out more and more. And I and, and I said it's kind of like Lettinen that okay, it was great. He showed well in the inter squad game. Do you remember last year who they were talking about? Like they had ten preseason games or eight. They're talking about Rasmus Sandin. What, what's mm-hmm. what's the guy doing? Is it did it did he serve me my coffee this morning? My burger this <laughs> afternoon? Like 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 what what happened here? Like you know. So this year we so now anyway. So that's why I say I, I want to do the eyeball test about yeah. about these other guys. But yeah, like Barabanov, like like non-existent really. Well, I, again, I should be fair, and again, you are sort of the positive one, and I'm sort of, uh, I guess, the negative one in this in this duo. But I, I just haven't like, and I understand this is his first kick of the can in the NHL. I just haven't seen anything that leads me to believe that this guy is a full time National Hockey Leaguer. Granted, there's injuries right now. He played less than eight minutes, so maybe I'm making too much of the conversation as I should. But for example, like a guy like Wayne Simmons. Uh, I thought Simmons quietly had one of his better games of this early season as a Maple Leaf. Uh, you know, I know he played eleven forty one, I believe, but I think he was on the puck. He was playing a bit physical, had a couple chances, and if it weren't for Koskinen, who stepped up with a couple stops, I think uh, Simmons was close to his first tonight. Yeah, yeah, you know what? And, and he came on that one thing where he got the puck, and you're kind of going looking later and saying, "Man, you passed up a sweet chance to shoot," but he passed it up with a purpose. You know, he passed mm-hmm. it up and he, and he tried to make the deke and he, he had a plan in mind, didn't work. So that could have made it one nothing. But that was probably like why wow, he could he could not believe his good fortune getting the puck. Yeah, I, I uh, uh, I'm it's it's disappointing for everybody that Joe Thornton is injured. Uh, but all the guys, all the older guys that they've brought, uh, I like what they bring. I like what they bring. And uh, that's Simmons, 
I love Jason Spezza. Like, I really do. Uh, it sounds corny. I, I mean, I really like the guy. And uh, you and I chatted with him last year, opening game up in the press box, which is absurd. He's that kind of person. You're right. <laughs> making a coffee. I know, making a coffee, but he should have been out there. So uh, I, I like those kind of components, and, and I like I like what Wayne Simmons brings. And I thought, I thought tonight he had a really good game. Uh, the good old days. By the way, you mentioned the Dallas Stars kicking off their season. They're having a monster start. It's 4 nothing for the Stars, a game I'm watching while I do this broadcast right now. Alex Radulov, I believe, has 2-1 and one in a revenge game against one of his former teams in the Nashville Predators. So no doubt we're documenting the rest of the National Hockey League. If you're just tuning in, haven't seen social media as well, we are awaiting word on a Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. And Gord, I want to jump in with that. Uh, later on in the conversation, uh, I'm no insider, but from what I've been told, doesn't sound like anything's going to go down tonight. Things can change quickly, but there's a, a you know plethora of teams still involved in this conversation. Uh, I'm hearing the Anaheim Ducks, uh, the Winnipeg Jets. I think Montreal still sniffing around as well, and it's sort of final offer time. So we'll sit on that. Uh, but again, later on, I wanted to dive into Pierre Luc Dubois because I can't believe what I've seen over the last 24 or 48 hours. So with the break. Again, uh, we'll get some post-game cooking here on the show as well. A 4-2 win for the Maple Leafs. Hope to hear from Sheldon Keefe as well. And don't forget Lance Hornby of the Toronto Sun coming up later on. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. And you're listening to Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Blue and white at night. This is Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Bogosian doesn't shoot it. Now sends it around back of the goal. In tight there was uh, Kerfoot. Up on the wing comes uh, Dermott to clear it back in center. Pass in front of the goal. Scores! Jimmy VC on a beautiful pass in front of the net by Nylander. And VC had a 4 by 6 to make it 2-1. to one. The second is a leaf for the former Harvard product, Jimmy Vc. What a great pass by Jimmy, uh, by excuse me, William Nylander, and a big-time goal there for the Maple Leafs uh, en route to a 4-2 win here against the Edmonton Oilers. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along on Twitter. And again, in a couple minutes from now, Lance Hornby of the Toronto Sun will drop by. We'll hear some post-game remarks coming up too, but uh, that was a beautiful gourd, uh, goal, Gord. Yeah, you know what, and Nick, as we uh, you know talked about uh, positively, John Tavares says we should like William Nylander, and after the first game when he got those two goals, and I mentioned he was he was close to a forty goal season, and a lot of people are kind of jaded by the contract dispute a couple of years ago. He really had a breakout, I thought, positive year last year. He hadn't done much. He had not done much since game number one, like very noticeable. So two assists tonight. So you know. You needed two points, and, and good on Willie Nylander. Good on that pass. That was that was a really, really skilled, fun play to watch. Uh, that you know he came up with. He came up big when they needed two points. What did you make of Willie Nylander in this game? I know we talked about it a bit earlier on, um, but sort of like you know, I felt like I was watching the old western, the good, the bad, the ugly, or the the way it started, just the the heinous, heinous giveaway. Drysaddle pops it. I know Riley put uh, Nylander in a tough position, but I thought in the second half of the game, uh, I thought I thought it was good news that Sheldon Keefe didn't go full torts on Nylander because I thought he really stepped up in the second half of the game. What'd you make of his night? Two assists. <laughs> That's a great expression, full torts. Yeah, yeah. Because no, yeah, to, to the first point, um, the last two games, uh, you know, th- there haven't been enough games. 
if you think the Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup, there haven't been enough games like that. That's the Vegas Golden Knights right now, right? You know, like, uh-huh. it, it just is, that's, you kind of say, hey, guys, 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 come on. Let's get this kind of groove set after 56 games, and let's get a groove in the playoffs, and let's win a bloody series, and, and maybe use that, the momentum, to go forward. And again, tonight, yeah, they, they didn't have that. And, you know, good when I say good on Sheldon Keith, maybe he had no choice. I don't think anyone's going to go full on Pierre Luc Dubois towards right now, right now, because those are <laughs> extenuating circumstances. But to Nylander's credit, after yeah, there 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 was you know a very again a very ordinary start, a very ordinary first period. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy brought it for forty minutes. And again, especially without uh, Austin Matthews in the lineup, everybody needs to elevate their play. And I thought they did in the second half. Again, John Tavares, the game-winning goal, a 4-2 win here against Edmonton. The uh, post game is starting to roll in, first and foremost. Let's hear from the head coach. Here is uh, Sheldon Keefe, the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, following this 4-2 win against Edmonton. First up is Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. Uh, Sheldon, uh, what's the situation with uh, Joe and Austin? Uh, with Joe, uh, he's got a rib fracture, so he's going to be out uh, a minimum of a month, four weeks. Uh, with Austin, uh, he's dealing with some uh, upper body soreness, and uh, he's going to be a day-to-day situation, but won't play tonight. Thank you. Next up, we'll go to Dave McCarthy, NHL.com. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Sheldon, with, uh, with that in mind, uh, what... All right, our mistake, that was the uh, the morning skate um, conversation when it comes to Sheldon Keefe. But with that in mind, we'll hear the post game now. We'll start uh, with John Tavares, the captain of your Maple Leafs. Hey, John, uh, you were saying this morning, uh, talking about guys having to elevate their games and that sort of thing. Um, did, did, did that happen tonight, or was that just overall a solid team effort, uh, 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 generally speaking? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly uh, to get a good uh, hard-fought win like that, uh, you need uh, the whole group and, and some guys obviously you got uh, uh, some new different opportunities, more opportunities. So uh, when you come out on the right side of it and I thought uh, uh, as the game went on, we got better. Uh, we were a little, little loose, I think, uh, um, with, with some uh, opportunities they created uh, in the first period. But other than that, I think we started to really find our game, find our rhythm and it was hard fought. They competed hard um, and certainly guys uh, uh, stepped up and got a big bounce back. Um, just because I know we're not going to get you guys tomorrow, I'll just give your thoughts on uh, heading out west for a week now and two at the Flames and two at the Oilers and what you expect. Yeah, uh, I guess we're all bird bound. So um, just try to build uh, some momentum off of a decent week here. So uh, each game is so important. We know everything's inter- interdivisional. So uh, it doesn't stop. Can't take your foot off the gas. And, and we got to keep improving. And uh, we got a real challenge going into Sunday with uh, the travel, the turnarounds, uh, the amount of hockey we've already played. So uh, mentally and physically, we got to uh, respond, get our get ourselves ready to go, and, and know uh, we had a tough one and first time seeing the flames. So, uh, should be a fun trip. I don't think we got any back to back. So, um, you know, try to try to take advantage of uh, those days in between and, and make the make the most of this trip. Next up, we'll go to Dave McCarthy, NHL.com. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, John. After the uh, game the other night against Edmonton, Sheldon said he felt uh, the group kind of looked disconnected in in your approach and in your attack. Did you feel that there was more cohesiveness uh, amongst the group today in, in terms of getting uh, offensive zone time established? I think so. I think uh, overall last game was was pretty tight on both teams. I don't think we gave up very much. I don't think they gave up very much. Uh, they made some adjustments to the way we were playing coming in. Uh, they competed hard and made it difficult uh, uh, really 
put a lot of people in front of us to get to the middle of the ice, get in their zone and establish what we want to play. So obviously we want to address that. Uh, talked about it yesterday and, and today. The guys responded well, competed hard. Uh, we seem to have a little bit more jump, uh, created a little bit more motion in the offensive zone and, and uh, got rewarded for it. Overall, it's still a tight hockey game. Both teams are competing hard. And, and uh, uh, you know, the space in the front of the net is a tough place to get to right now. And last one here, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. John, uh, you know, coming into this two-game set, we were all expecting fireworks. Um, didn't happen. Uh, were we wrong to expect that? Or what, what, what did you see out there that, that made it so tight? Well, I think as I'm sensing and, and maybe uh, uh, as thinking about it more and more, when you just see the, the same opponents, I know it's our first time seeing the, the Oilers this year, but you're seeing teams back-to-backs, um, and you know you're going to be seeing teams eight, nine, ten times. Uh, you get very familiar with your opponent, tendencies, adjustments that are being made uh, game to game. So uh, things might be a little bit tighter than uh, people expected. Uh, it's a long season. I'm sure there's going to be some uh, exciting hockey, some games that uh, coaches don't love. But um, I think uh, there's a lot of respect on both sides, knowing the, the capabilities uh, uh, both groups and the type, types of players. So um, I think uh, both teams really want to, to play well defensively and establish that and make it difficult uh, for each side to earn the rice. Okay, there's uh, John Tavares, the captain of the Maple Leafs. Uh, Gorda talked about the stat off the top of the program. Eight power play goals for this Maple Leafs team. They've been unbelievable, and four of which have come from the captain. All four of his goals via the power play, and this was a big goal tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. And, you know, listen, I, I, I like I like his accountability post-game, but what I liked about Joe Thornton, Nick, and we talked about it is uh, it's been a lot of serious guys here. Uh, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Dion Phaneuf before that. And Austin, and uh, Connor McDavid on the Edmonton side is pretty serious post game too, and uh, I hope Joel Thornton can inject a little bit more just about you know, like hey life's great we're playing NHL hockey let's kind of have some fun because I think I think if you can bring that component back even at the NHL level that's real real important but you know John Tavares is a serious guy and I respect that. And uh, he answers it, everything in a serious fashion, even being the being with the white team in the inter-squad game, the only guy that really seemed to care what team he was about <laughs> when he was being interviewed. And uh, and, and tonight, uh, he does the talk after, but the big thing was he, he, he did the walk. With no Austin Matthews there, uh, you know, everyone needed to step up and, and maybe, maybe no one, nobody more than John Tavares, and he did just that. And again, to your point, I do feel like John Tavares still is is the best captain, um, you know, good captain for this team and, and allows guys like Matthews and Nylander and Marner to be themselves. And he really deflects a lot of the conversation. So I think he serves a great purpose. And again, John Tavares off to a marvelous start this season, the captain of the Maple Leafs. Meantime, as promised, we're going to hear now uh, the, the post-game remarks of uh, uh, Sheldon Keefe. Yeah, Sheldon, I'm just wondering uh, what you liked most of what you saw from that Kerfoot line tonight. That they skated well. Uh, took them a little while to get going in the game. I thought, like it did our our whole team. But uh, you know, they were on the puck, uh, on the puck hard. But I think what I like mostly is that they scored us a five on five goal. It's been hard to come by. It was good to get one. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, how did you feel the team handled the offense defense balance that we were talking about in in the days leading up to this one? Well, again, I, I thought it took us a little while to really settle into to that proper balance. I thought we were, you know, we were pushing offensively early in the game. We did generate some some good looks in that first period, but we gave up too much. In fact, I, I thought we gave up more in the first period than we gave up in the entire game uh, the other day. Uh, but 
over time uh, through the game, I, I thought we we settled down in that area. Um, that was really a really good sign. I think what I just what I like most about the game is just you know in a game when we go into it without you know two very important players uh, for us that uh, you know a game where we get down on a shorthanded goal the way that we did responded right away. Uh, that was a big sign or a positive sign for us, I should say. And then, you know, we get ahead, give up the lead early in the third, get a power play and just, just make good on it and then finish the job. So really, uh, really good signs. Just how, you know, we, we, you know, despite having, you know, in Engvall and Brooks's case, two guys that haven't played at all and Bear Bonoff, you know, a guy who hasn't played much, you know, coming into our lineup. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, we just, we, we were steady all the way through and uh, you know, I thought Fred Anderson was outstanding and that gave our group confidence to just keep playing. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey Sheldon, I guess you kind of already answered it. So this generally, um, you know, McDavid ties the game there and, and can it be a lesson going forward to see what you guys did from that point on and, and uh, you know, take the lead back and kind of clamp down however you want to put it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought, like I said, I, I just liked that we didn't get rattled by that. I mean, I have to go back and watch the whole sequence of how how it all happened, but I thought we actually did a pretty good job of clocking the neutral zone there, and then we forced them to dump it, and we didn't get uh, we didn't get back onto the puck and break out. And, you know, they get it to the top, they shoot it and tip it. You know, you can do a better job on the stick, on the tip, but you know, it's one of those sequences that. You know, it, it, it happens. Uh, I just liked how we shrugged it off and kept playing. We earned ourselves a power play, and then guys made good on it. So, you know, whether it's goaltending, penalty kill, power play, uh, our best players here today, I mean, Mitch, uh, his efforts, um, you know, JT to get a tip on the winning goal, uh, you know, the shifts, good shifts and efforts that we got for the guys that came in the lineup. You know, I thought Wayne Simmons had his best game. It's just there's a lot of really good things to take out of the game that you know help us build from here. Next up, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Well, then a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people were expecting fireworks in this two-game set. Didn't really happen. Were we wrong to expect that? What What did you see? Why was it so tight? I think if you go back and watch the first seven minutes of the first period, I don't think it was very tight. Um, and Fred was great and, you know, he, he, he kept us in it early there, I thought, and, uh, you know, that, or we were able to like, just get back right at the last second and break things up, but things were pretty loose, uh, early on, uh, you know, so, um, but I thought as the game settled in and, uh, you know, that, uh, structure kind of took over again, I think you got two teams that are trying to improve defensively. And, uh, you know, not be uh, so loose and, and, and free um, in terms of offensive chances, defensive chances. I also just, I mean, in our case tonight, especially, I mean, you take, you know, two thirds of your top line out um, and, and, you know, someone like Austin, what he means to our team. You know, we, we've got to play a little bit differently and uh, the group's got to really recognize the importance of every shift and, how important it is to stay with the structure and stay with the plan. And I uh, thought we did that really well today. I thought our best guys uh, led us. I mean, big time play by Will uh, to, you know, to make that pass uh, to Vise who finished it. So that's another big uh, five on five goal from Jimmy Vise for us. Uh, so that's a great sign. 
uh, just, a, just a real good team win, which we knew going in it was going to have to be. Last question here. We'll go to Eric Francis, Fortnite. Fortnite. Go ahead, Eric. Just jumping ahead to uh, Sunday. Can you just talk a little bit about what TJ Brody has brought to your team that maybe you guys were hoping he would fill a void with? He's just been a real steady presence for us, uh, whether it be defensively or offensively, how he moves the puck. It's been a really steady, uh, consistent, low-maintenance guy that's just come in and, uh, you know, it's like every player, there's an adjustment period, but he looks really comfortable. And when I talk about our team, you know, not getting rattled or phased by anything that might have occurred in, in any of our games, he's he epitomizes that. He just goes out and plays. And he makes a mistake or a team makes a mistake, it doesn't rattle him. He just goes out and, uh, you know, plays his next shift. And, and that's, that's really valuable uh, on defense in particular. All right, there you have it. Sheldon Keefe, the head coach of the Maple Leafs, following this 4-2 win against the Edmonton Oilers. Now, I did some digging earlier today because Devin Dubnik, as you know, Gord, was making his return to St. Paul tonight. He actually got a video tribute. What, is, what do you think happens on Sunday? <laughs> TJ, TJ Brody returning to Calgary. <laughs> well, I, I guess if someone starts it, they'll do the same thing because they're trying, they're trying to replicate it. That is funny. That is funny. Now, I did some digging. You know I love these video tributes, oh man, Gordo. You, Nick, you do digging. I, I love your digging. It's fun. Now, here's one. I didn't. You and I did not do the digging. It's the stats with Stevie Fellin and Austin Matthews. Like, like, let's face it. If you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, you want Austin, Austin Matthews in the lineup, particularly if you're going to a game, which I know doesn't happen right now. You want him in the lineup. But here, So when he's not in the lineup since he joined the Maple Leafs in the NHL, Leafs are 21-12-2. and two. Phenomenal record. Goals per game, 3.23. Goals against, 2.37. So almost almost a full goal difference and power play, 30%. Makes no sense. Like, I, anyway, mm-hmm. so so uh, I guess the one point it makes sense about is other guys digging a little bit deeper like we saw tonight. And uh, it'd be great if they could dig that deep when Austin Matthews is in the lineup because, that, that I mean, that's a really, really impressive stat. No doubt about that. Uh, with that in mind, Gore, let's go now to uh, Lance Hornby of the Toronto Sun. Lance, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, what are your thooughts on this 4-2 win for the Maple Leafs tonight? Well, obviously the um, uh, pressure's on when you uh, when you lose Matthews. Uh, you know, Joe Thornton uh, uh, really hasn't had a chance to make a full uh, contribution yet. Still, two-thirds of the first line being knocked out and... Uh, you have to uh, distribute the wealth as best you can. And uh, when you, you know, uh, able to insert uh, a Brooks, an Engvall, have Baravanov come back in, cut back to uh, six defensemen, it's, uh, you know, it, it was a pretty good all-round effort considering uh, the heat was on, especially, you know, a couple of days off and then off your uh, off you go to the west uh, Western Canada and uh, having lost two to Edmonton at home would be a lot of pressure for them. Now, Lance, first, uh, you know, following you on Twitter, I know you, you've had anniversaries and all these kind of things. You've had some neat little things happening, but uh, enjoy you on Twitter. Enjoy reading you on the Toronto Sun like we've done for decades. But uh, so you look at this version, and uh, I, I may be a little bit hard on them, Lance, because last year was the first time they ne- they didn't get off to a great start in the regular season, which really they'd done the last few years before that, and it kind of morphed into the playoffs. And it, it was such an uneven season, so... I mean, that's what you don't want to have if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. So how would you evaluate the season so far? Well, you know what? It was a long buildup. And, of course, uh, you know, 
people can't uh, help themselves, uh, especially in our industry, writing about how how Thornton was coming and Simmons was going to push people around, and and they'd made you know uh, Brody obviously a big uh, a big pickup on defense, and uh, you know hearing you know that Tavares was uh, working hard and Matthews and Marner were going to play better defense, so there was a lot of uh, hype, I guess behind this team and uh you know they've for the most part they've been able to uh you know to live up to it uh they've uh, kind of fallen asleep at the wheel uh, a few times even tonight uh, was dangerous uh, especially when Edmonton got the the shorthanded goal and you uh you know I'm sure Wednesday night you know, people were looking around going uh you know what's the story here with this team uh, not being able to uh, to get moving on offense on the other hand you know they were supposed to uh, be better on coverage and uh, really, given uh, the two games against Edmonton, mostly kept Dreisaitl and uh, and McDavid bottled up. And uh, the big thing, of course, is goaltending. Frederick Anderson brings the kind of game he did uh, he did uh, tonight, and, and played well in the past couple of games. Even if he didn't win them all, uh, makes a huge difference. And uh, of course, tonight uh, passing Curtis Joseph for fourth overall in franchise history for goaltending wins. With Lance Hornsby of the uh, Toronto Sun, it's Nick Alberga and Gord Selleck here on Leafs Nation postgame, a 4-2 win here against the Edmonton Oilers. Has there been any conversation outside of what we heard, uh, you know, about the the status of Austin Matthews? All they're calling it right now is an upper body injury, right? Yeah, um, you know, it, it probably a good uh, a good move. With all these games uh, going, you know, piling up, Nick, it's big for this team to have a uh, you know have a chance where they can rest someone i mean it's uh, very inopportune when uh, there was a lot of uh, hype behind uh, facing Connor mcdavid head to head and if, if i'm not mistaken there's been a few injuries between both of them that have sort of curtailed those uh, those uh, great uh, matchups we've we've come to expect but uh, you know what uh, you don't mess around uh, if you're if your big horse is uh, is hurting and uh, they'll definitely need him on the road trip the least are playing as many other teams are playing obviously to uh, every second day and uh, if you get a chance uh, early to uh, you know cut down the risk of, of further injury uh, and then obviously you have uh, the, the team respond like it did tonight uh, uh, the move paid off they did say earlier today and uh, I have no reason to think it wasn't true that uh, Matthews uh, you know could have played if it was a playoff game sort of thing but uh, probably uh, probably best to uh, to rest him because uh, he's been up around uh, you know 22 24 minutes the past few games it's uh, you know it's a good cautionary move I think. Yeah, of course, or a play-in game like we we learned last summer, but uh, that won't happen again. Um, the other one, one thing I wonder, Lance, from you covering the team for so many years, what I found interesting is okay the the remake in the off season. So Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, Jason Spets have been re-signed. Zach Bogosian. Um, the whole thing saying we've brought some leadership in, which I applaud. But where was the leadership? That's my other concern. Like, like, like th- these guys are not first or second year guys. They, 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 they put a young new leadership group together with the C's and A's where they're not getting it from them. You know what I mean? That's what I'm scratching yeah. my head about. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, I think, uh, have the same uh, question. I, I think, uh, you know, with many things with this team, I think Kyle Dubas and uh, Sheldon Keith wanted that leadership to grow organically and certainly have uh, seen maybe, uh, you know, maybe some stumbles here and there, certainly, uh, you know, the off-ice incident with uh, with Matthews, uh, for one. But it's a it's kind of a, a different breed. I mean, uh, and, and all of a sudden you, uh, you know, you, you throw uh, the money factor in there. People want to bank for their buck. And when, you know, guys are making $11 million, you want them to... Uh, uh, you know, to uh, to do something special every night. But, uh, you know, you think of uh, the way, uh, you know, Marner uh, blocked shots, the way uh, Matthews has played better defensively. I, I think they're making uh, 
they're, they're making no strides. Maybe we don't see them uh, every night, but uh, you know, you listen to the guys uh, talk about uh, what life is like behind uh, closed doors, and uh, I think those guys are making uh, are making those strides. And certainly, uh, the more games you win, <laughs> the better. Let's face it, the better the better leadership uh, reflects on you. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I don't think it was uh, you know bad to bring in like a, a Thornton or a Simmons, especially uh, you know guys who can who can you know, who can hit, who can, uh, you know, survive the battle in the corners, the wear and tear, the playing every second night, that kind of thing. And, you know, maybe a guy like Vesey is a perfect example of that. Uh, you know, under the radar guy, suddenly he comes here and he's uh, been given a big role. Conversing with uh, Lance Hornby here of the Toronto Sun, the Maple Leafs winning 4-2 against the Edmonton Oilers here. They head out west now. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Selleck on Leafs Nation postgame. What have you made of TJ Brody so far as we anticipate his uh, return to Calgary coming up uh, on Sunday afternoon? Uh, you know, he's, he's had some adjustment issues and let's face it, they're not kind of easing him in like they could, uh, like a Travis Dermott or, a, or a Miko Lennon, uh, Letton. And this guy comes in, he's used to playing big minutes in, in Calgary, he used to a regular partner in Mark Giordano for so many years. And now all of a sudden it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a different, uh, role here, a different, uh, a different system and excuse me, in many ways and, uh, and a new partner in Morgan Riley. So, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't expect uh, great things off the uh, off the hop uh, tonight. I thought he played uh, he played well. He had some uh, you know he's he's very good at uh, you know trapping pucks and and, and, uh, and filling gaps that kind of thing. He's not going to knock people over. Of course, everybody wanted uh, the least to have some sort of Sedeno uh, Chera figure uh, you know for the past few years, but that's not going to happen. And I think he really fits the you know a Kyle Dubas wants to see uh, an offensive defenseman who can uh, you know have some. Uh, have some some toughness maybe in ways that uh, people don't see all the time but certainly uh you know it, it's going to be interesting to see how he looks uh, mid-season and and towards the end and playoff time of course is going to be the big uh is going to be the big payoff and he's a guy who's had some playoff experience so uh perhaps we'll see uh perhaps we'll see the full picture uh come playoff time lance you're the best uh, thanks so much for doing this appreciate it okay thanks for having me on Anytime. Uh, that is Lance Hornby of the Toronto Sun. And I do echo those sentiments, Gord. I think as we've gone on here, I, you know, I, I, my expectations is, is that it would take a couple games, clearly, with a new uh, first pairing of, of Riley and, and, and TJ Brody. And I think Brody has gotten better with the game. I, I think you know, Brody has more of an offensive game than people give him credit for. I think him moving the puck is, is another tool and asset that he can bring to this lineup, especially with the guys they have up front. And the more I watch him, you know, the, the, the more content I am with this signing. I think TJ Brody's going to work out for this team. Now, easier said than done. We're only a couple games into this thing, and there has been sort of a track record with signing defensemen over the last uh, 10, 15 years. But I like what I've seen thus far. No complaints. Yeah, and uh, it's six games. But last year, after six games, I mean, with uh, Tyson Berry and Cody Ceci, we, we hadn't seen it. We never did see it, right? We never did see it. So, so that that's a positive because that was their biggest commitment. You know, that's their most important signing. We talked earlier about the other guys, but they were one-year contracts. I mean, they can be important and 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 they're valuable. But this is a guy you really in in a hard-pressed cap world. You 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 went the extra mile to get T.J. Brody, and you really needed need a defenseman. And they had the one horrible game against Ottawa, him and Morgan Riley. But outside of that, yeah, maybe slowly but surely, uh, I've I've appreciated his steadiness. So, Gord, we've got five minutes left or so in the show. And again, thanks to Lance Hornby for popping on. The Maple Leafs now uh, 4-2-0 to start this season. Um, the Pierre-Luc Dubois saga could come to a head in the next 24 hours. Uh, again, you know, some of the teams involved right now, as, as far as we hear, 
the Anaheim Ducks, the Winnipeg Jets, the Montreal Canadiens, among others, still involved in the conversation. Number one, what did you make of that whole, uh, you know, charade? I don't know if you want to call it that. Yesterday, Dubois just dogging it, dogging it in on that shift, not playing the rest of the game. But what do you make of this whole situation in general, Gordo? Well, you know, one thing is, it's funny, and I and you and I both know all these insiders. I respect them, but it seems of late, if you throw a team out there, that's not where they go. <laughs> it mm-hmm. seems You're like right. some, somebody just comes from nowhere. So we might find out that out the na- in the next two or three days. Um, you look at the Matt Duchesne situation in Colorado. Everybody knew he wanted out. Another season started, and he still wanted out. But Joe Sackick just said, no, nah, I'll make the deal when I want to. And Matt Duchesne, to his credit, played hard and I, I know a lot of examples of that I know some quiet examples of you know players that wanted out ultimately got out but the bit, best thing they can do is play hard you know and be a consummate teammate like uh, you know uh, I Justin Bourne had a really good article on sportsnet.ca and I thought at first he was going to full-on take uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois side but he you know he you know how he, he is he, he really breaks it down he broke down all the shifts yeah it's inexcusable it's inexcusable like 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 how can how can you how can you quit on your like I I hate I, I it's sad I, I abhor yeah. using the alleging the word quitter I abhor that about anybody who made it to the NHL how could they ever been that along you know along the way but you know like and I and good on John Tortorella good on him he just said no you know we we cannot accept this for the team I'm curious Nick one thing inside the dressing room like are they all totally fed up like you think they are. Do they have a little bit saying, you know what, like, let's get on his ass and, and Pierre, Pierre, you got to understand this. And, but, you know, talking to Brian Burke, just felt the ship had sailed. Like, you know, he can't, he can't even take up a roster spot. So if he's, if he's going to play for Columbus, tell him to go home and get his paycheck. So uh, there, there's still, you know, great, 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 great uh, market value for him out there. And he still could be a great, great, great player. But uh, I know down the road when you're talking to him, he'll he'll regret this he he will regret this he will say i was immature and i re- i regret what happened in this particular game the way i see it and again we only have a couple minutes left but i think it's embarrassing from both sides you know and i i guess i guess we probably could have expected this with the head coach said it wasn't going to be a distraction he wasn't going to make a distraction as soon as he said that it was going to be a distraction and he very damn well knew what he was doing there i think John Tortorella is the type, and I got nothing against Tortorella. He's a great coach. He has been for a long, long period of time. But he takes this to heart. You know, Dubois doesn't want to play in Columbus. It's because of me. That's how he feels. I can guarantee you that's how he feels. And he's taking it out with his words. So I think both sides ultimately are at fault. I, I hate the way that was handled yesterday with Dubois. Not, not from Tortorella's standpoint, the way he gave up in his team. I don't know how a team goes out there and says, hey, I'm going to give you a line A. I'm going to give you a Roslevic. Uh, I'm going to include Zegras. Like I, I can't go out there and make a trade after I see something despicable like that. I was disgusted watching that last night, Gord. Yeah, no, I. I th- that's the part you can't you can't believe, and uh, we'll, we'll find out in a couple of days. We know the Toronto. Maybe yep. it's, maybe maybe it'll be the Toronto Maple Leafs because, like I said, <laughs> it makes no sense. But quite often, it's a team that uh, doesn't appear to be in the hunt that ultimately lands the player. Barabanov Plus, that's my offer. Uh, Gord, uh, excellent job. Um, We'll talk on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Note the start time. Be there, be square, 3.30 local time for Leafs Nation pregame, okay? No, sounds good. As he said, they're traveling out west, and, you know, maybe that's a good thing. It's just a weird, weird time. 
There you have it. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Many thanks to uh, Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado for their great work behind the scenes. The Maple Leafs on the ice with some excellent work as well behind a 30-save performance from Frederick Anderson, the game-winning goal from Captain John Tavares, a 4-2 win again. Make sure to join us on Sunday afternoon at 3.30 for Leafs Nation pregame coverage. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Have a good night.